0: white brothers the podcast all about Penn State football conversation and commentary from a fan perspective I'm Tom Gaffman and I'm Andy Gaffman and we are the blue Blue and white White brothers Brothers. (laughs) two brothers two takes one team hey bro uh, we made it through the weekend Uh, happy Monday happy Labor Day how you doing we made it through the weekend. Yeah. That's really
1: all that matters.
0: That's true. true. I mean, as, um, as I think it was my dad said to you, uh, how our dad, that's our our dad. dad. We have the same dad. Yes. Good. Thank you for pointing that out. As our dad said to you in a conversation after the game, um, it was a much more enjoyable weekend having a Penn state wind under our belt. So it was, it was fun. It was a fun, uh, it was a fun weekend hearing about all the games and seeing some of the games. And um, yeah, here we are Monday night. Um, one last game of opening weekend, uh, still underway. Clemson is uh, trying hard not to lose to Georgia Tech. Um, they're up. Um, I, I've got yeah. a, I've got a up to the minute update for you. Uh, that's fourteen uh, nil, Clemson over ah. Georgia Tech um, it, with. A minute thirty-five left in the second, and uh, um, they just Georgia, scored that touchdown. Georgia Tech is seven. driving uh, to try to get some good. points uh, before the half. So <laughs>
1: um, I'm not able to leave my phone Safari app in order to, to check the score. So maybe you can update us later. Um, be, be, you know, if the
0: yeah if if we're still recording when updating. the second half starts. Um, yeah, exactly. But anyway, it's uh, it's been a fun weekend, good weekend. Uh, I
1: would not have watched a single minute of college football this weekend if we had lost. Let's just I'm just gonna. <laughs> I believe
0: it. I probably would have been the same. <laughs> um, anyway, we got a really... No, you would have watched Notre Dame. You would have watched, yeah, D- watched Notre Dame. Yeah, I think I would have watched Notre Dame. Anyway, we got a we got a great episode for you guys today um, because it's coming after a Penn State win, an opening season win at that. Um, and uh, we are going to talk all about that Purdue game. Um, even though it was a win, it was kind of a... It didn't make you feel a warm and fuzzy, so we'll kind of diagnose that and talk through that a little bit. Um, before we get to the Di- game, we're going do. like it's a disease. Well, I don't know <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's like you
0: know, that scene of the natural. It's like losing is a yeah. disease. Um, so, losing uh, yeah. is a disease. <laughs> we're going to, um, before we get to that, we're going to do some news and notes, kind of talk through some of the, the other fun uh, game headlines. Um, also, some other interesting big news came out this weekend about college football. Um, we'll talk through that. Um, and then finally, we'll close with a look at this coming Saturday's opponent, uh, the Ohio Bobcats. Um, and uh, we may even get a chance to look inside the mailbag and see if we've got anything. Thing in there um the mailbag interests me more than the
1: ohio bobcats so we will make sure we get to the mailbag before the ohio bobcats
0: <laughs> if we have time well we, we shall we shall see <laughs> um who knows if we even have a mailbag entry this this um episode so what we'll, we'll, you haven't even
1: asked me where i'm recording from yet
0: you're right i haven't where are you recording from
1: i am in Logan, Utah. I made it into a new state on the route today. I'm in Utah. Utah, I'm baby. From Logan, where where Utah state resides. I had a um, a, 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 a trail and uh, outdoor industry uh, friend and acquaintance come pick me up from Bear Lake, which is regarded as uh, I don't even what, what do they call it? They call it the they call it something. It's some crazy big lake. It actually reminds me of the Dead Sea a little bit. Um, but it's not salt, but I am north of the salt, the Great Salt Lake. So um I did a big 80 mile day in order to get here in time enough to uh, to record with you before you have to go to
0: bed. <laughs> yeah, it's a little late right now. And uh, we're looking at a, a work week. It's uh, going to be filled with all sorts of fun and exciting things, including um, carting my kids back and forth from their school things and late nights and meetings and all that good stuff. So anyway, hey, I'm glad we made it. You know, I feel like every week we get to do this podcast. This year, it's it's a little bit of a gift. So I'm glad glad to be able to have it with you, and and especially coming on the heels of wind. But before we get to that, like I said, uh, we're gonna check out some news and notes. News and notes. So I don't know if it's always like this opening weekend or. Or what, but it just felt like a really wild and wacky weekend with lots of really fun and interesting games. Um, again, after Penn State's uh, win, it felt like everything was fun and interesting uh, that, that, it, that could be fun and interesting. So, um, we're not gonna go through everything, but uh, a couple of national headlines for you. And um, I wanna spend most of our podcast today talking about that Penn State game. So, here's what I'm thinking today I'm gonna give you the headline. Uh, I sort of I wrote the headline, and I wanna hear your 10 second take on the headline okay tom's 10 second take. exactly all right so here's uh, in no particular order here here are the headlines uh number 17 pit scrapes by in the backyard brawl versus west virginia score 38 to 31
1: well this is my two second take it's not narduzzi it's not <laughs> And Nart don't see actually do Zed in this game. And he did it because they were able to, to get a, a pick six that sealed the victory for them. And it was frustrating to, to, to know that Pitt Pitt won on the same exact night, the same exact time as Penn state.
0: Nardonsi. I know I was really <laughs> looking forward to Pitt going down at the same night that Penn state won, but Oh, well, it was a, an exciting game for those who watched it. I did not. Cause I was watching another game. Um, all right. An, uh, here's another headline for you. Uh, Number 2 Ohio State looked anemic in their victory over number 5 Notre Dame score of 21 to 10.
1: You know, it looked like Notre Dame was was controlling the line of scrimmage in the first half and that's exactly what Notre Dame didn't do in the second half and their offense basically shut down and they didn't have the dogs to basically hang with Notre, or hang with Ohio State in the end. So, frustrating to see Ohio State lose a game that they, or win a game they could
0: have lost. I, but Notre Dame looked all right. Notre Dame looked all right against a, a powerful team. Yeah, they were up 10-7 in the first half, at the end of the first half. Uh, I was also kind of intrigued by the fact that Ohio State, they their offense did not look like they were, uh, you know, world beaters. So, either credit to Notre Dame or, hey, I wonder what's going on with Ohio State. We'll keep an eye on Next. that. Next. Next, <laughs> number three, Georgia obliterates eleven Oregon, forty nine to three. At the end of the game, there was a, a quote uh,
1: that that um, Kirby Smart basically said, "You know, Dan Landing, their former defensive coordinator, just got pummeled by." kirby and his his staff and kirby basically said he knows we have better players (laughs) (laughs) to him like he said it to him oh my god at the end of the game that's you know we got better players that's amazing georgia Uh, looks like a death star
0: yeah definitely definitely um i I mean it's like uh darth vader um defeating like looking to defeat emperor palpatine uh, down there in the sec Um, watch out, Alabama, I guess. Uh, all right, here we go. Uh, number seven, Utah loses to a sharp, unranked Florida team in Napier's debut 26-29. to 29.
1: Everybody's talking about uh, Anthony Richardson for Florida being a Heisman Trophy contender after that game. And he was a hopeful dark horse or whatever going into the game. And now they're seeing... What they're talking about him being like the next Cam Newton. Now, that's high praise for a guy that just played his first start. So, we'll see. Florida looks like they're better than we gave him credit for, but Utah floundering in, in Game 1 doesn't kill their chances of winning the Big t- Pac-12, but might have killed their chances of, of making the playoff.
0: You know, it wasn't a, a bad look for Utah. They played well, but Florida played better. It was probably one of the better games of the weekend. With um, Oregon
1: and Utah losing, everybody's saying they don't stand a chance uh of making the the playoff now maybe 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 USC and even more maybe Oregon State who um basically uh destroyed uh, I forget actually Boise they destroyed Boise State destroyed them and they were they were underdogs I think
0: anyways i really feel like um that's a, that's a premature death sentence. Uh, you, you know, I mean, it's a long season. It's a very, very and the first 12 always has an uphill climb. Pack 12 always has an uphill climb,
1: but I see, I know you understand your point. It's just a, a, a big 10 team and an SEC team losing in week one to another major conference foe or n- another major power five foe is different than the PAC 12 losing to another major power five foe. It's just different.
0: We'll see. And we'll the see optics how of the
1: CFP committee.
0: I mean, to your point, the Pac-12 has had a, um, a a perception problem in the eyes of of the people who make these decisions. So, they got an uphill yeah, climb, th- and now they just you. made it harder. Yeah. All right. Last one on the national um, headlines. Uh, LSU and Brian Kelly had a 14-point comeback fall short versus Florida State on a last-second extra-point miss losing. Oh really? Is that 24. what happened?
1: I didn't get to watch the game. Yeah, you didn't know, know that. Happened. That's <laughs> the first that, that's the first I've heard. I, I was I didn't have service last night. I was pedaling into the night and I pedaled all day without, you know, the majority of the time having service and yeah they had a fourteen
0: point well I, I guess thirteen point fourth quarter uh um and um it, were poised to send it into overtime with time having expired um and and Florida State blocked the extra point.
1: The ghost of Bobby Bowden, <laughs> which st- who's still alive, by the way. Um the ghost, <laughs> the ghost of Bobby Bowden um, came to Florida State's aid and reversed the, the, the wide right or wide left or whatever that you know they Bobby Bowden lost games by a kick, you know, go sailing to the right or left. And and that's that happened to the you know the new Southerner on the block with family. Brian Kelly and family, as he famously said, and everybody's mocking his Southern accent. But you know, you, you know, don't fake an accent. Maybe you won't lose
0: your your opening game by an extra point. This so, yeah, is a, a a quick fact check. Um, Bobby Bowden did die, passed away oh, August eighth, twenty twenty one. He he died about a year ago.
1: I I wow, I forgot. And rest in peace. And the ghost of Bobby Bowden did come back and uh, actually help Florida State win. So you know, I was right. The apparently. First
0: time. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right. So um, we've got some other headlines that aren't really of national interest, but um, there are some uh, Penn State related rooting interests. Um, number twelve, Oklahoma State held off Central Michigan's twenty-two point fourth quarter to hold on to victory, fifty-eight to forty-four.
1: Yeah, we got to play Central Michigan. I don't know what else to say about that. I didn't watch the game. And number twelve, um, just, Oklahoma can,
0: State. Uh, let Central Michigan put up 44 against them. I understand. Yeah. Okay. That worries me.
1: Be on the lookout for that. By the way, Oklahoma State also just lost their defensive coordinator to the Ohio State Buckeyes, and they are paying him a 1.9 million dollars to be their his, their defensive coordinator. So Oklahoma State has some you know big shoes to fill in that
0: you know respect. So uh, that could be why they gave up 44. <laughs> it's one of the interesting things about opening weekend stuff is you don't know if these results mean the one team is really good or the other team is really bad. You know, and it's going to take a couple more games to really, really figure that out. Yeah. Um, all right, another one. Uh, Not for Georgia, though. <laughs> but no, I don't think so. Um, here's another one. Old Dominion. Old Dominion. FCS Old Dominion. The Monarchs. Knocked off. A, no, maybe they're Division two. Anyway, Old Dominion knocked off us. No, they are an FCS team. Okay. FCS Old Dominion. Thousand percent. <laughs> Old Dominion knocked off a sloppy Virginia Tech in a game with two former Penn State coordinators making their coaching... Head coaching debuts a twenty to seventeen victory for Old Dominion.
1: Well, um, I mean, what, what's what, what? do you say? What are the, yeah, I, don't, I, I mean, neither team neither team looked sharp.
0: No, they were. Um, it was a. It was the the um the score line, the box score in that in that game looks pretty pretty pathetic, actually. And uh, here's, Virginia, here's Tech, what, Virginia technique made all sorts of mistakes. Like they, they um, old dominion got a touchdown because they snapped. uh I think it was a field goal attempt over the kicker's yes. head.
1: <laughs> and, it, and it got fumbled backwards, like 40 yards before, before finally was, an ODU player picked it up and exactly, ran for a touchdown.
0: Exactly. And
1: wasn't that like one of their only touchdowns of the game? Yeah. I mean,
0: what oh, a, yeah. one of two, may, maybe two touchdowns okay. for them. Yeah.
1: Um. You know, I think the real the real takeaway that everyone's really talking about with this Virginia Tech losing this game isn't that Virginia Tech necessarily lost a bad game, which they did. Um, you should never be losing to ODU, but Michigan lost to Appalachian State. However, the problem is that these AC the ACC scheduling situation and these you know athletic directors are scheduling these Power Five teams from their conference to play at away at you know,
0: ODU. Yeah. By the Why way, Virginia, Virginia Tech. At, Virginia Tech plays away against Old Dominion three more times in the next like six years.
1: Yeah, that's a. I don't. Major I don't know. Problem. Someone like, needs to get like fired the, over that. If I our were athletic <laughs> director, Tech. Would
0: ne- have, can <laughs> you remember one
1: single time where Penn State played a MAC opponent in a MAC uh, stadium? I never, cannot. And never I guarantee happened. they haven't. Because no, because that's you don't win in that situation.
0: Yeah, the only home There's and no home are go- doing. Against you're, non-conference are are like major opponents, like you know Auburn. You're
1: sacrificing a, a game for your fans to see your team play against a a, 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 a you know an inferior opponent. It's a s- stupid situation, very stupid situation.
0: All right, moving on. Um okay, we'll just uh, bring it a, bring it in for a landing um with some scores around the Big 10, not all the scores, just a couple of the ones that were interesting. Uh Indiana opens Big 10 play with a win over Illinois 23 to 20.
1: Uh close score. Uh everybody thought that Illinois was going to, you know, step on Indiana's throats and Tom Allen pulled one out. Uh, you know, so he Tom Allen can still coach, even though they had a two-win season last year
0: and, and no uh, big you know, Brett wins Biela, last Be- year for Indiana.
1: Right, and Brett Biela must still has some work to do at Illinois. That's clear.
0: <laughs> and just for the record, Indiana and Penn State currently share the top spot in the East Division standings because <laughs> we're the only Got two it. teams with a win in the how East, cute the conference cute. Went. Um Okay, uh, another headline, Michigan demolishes a woefully outmatched Colorado State 51-7. to The
1: um, takeaway here isn't that they demolished them necessarily, it's that Harbaugh has dubbed this the Cade McNamara starting game, and then next week against ha- Hawaii, it's supposed to be the J.J. McCarthy starting game, but J.J. McCarthy outperformed Cade McNamara in the Cade McNamara starting game. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. So... Uh. He, he it is all about Cade McNamara being benched for JJ McCarthy, who has the higher upside. That's what this is all about. And Cade McNamara at the end of the game actually he, he, said as much. Yeah.
0: Well, he, he yeah, said, What do you got? Yeah, whatever. It, it was to me, it's odd that you've got like a 51 point win and a Michigan, you know, team that still has a like quarterback controversy. It's just like, uh, I don't know. Probably won't make a big difference in down the road, but it's kind of funny. Um, all right. Rutgers oh, it will hold off. A- Mark my words. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's hope Rutgers pulls off a come from behind win versus Boston college in a big East redux game. 20 to 21.
1: I don't have anything to say about this game. Uh,
0: Rutgers should be. Okay. Big day.
1: Um, <laughs> they're playing an old big East game and that's where they should have stayed.
0: Um, Nebraska looked lackluster versus North Dakota. Oh Wait,
1: wait, wait. Let me back up. Let me back up. Oh, the, <laughs> <go> <laughs> there ahead. is one thing to say about this game. I am so sorry. I was wondering. It's that Rutgers had a fourth
0: and goal from the what? 43, 43 yard, yard line? line? And punted. <laughs> that's the, <laughs> punted and that's all you got to say. Goal. That's all. That's all that's worth that's th- stating about that. About as Rutgers as you can get right there. Um, and a punt on a fourth and goal. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Back to Nebraska. They looked lack- lackluster versus North Dakota, needing a 14-point fourth quarter to put them away. 38-17 to final score. Uh, they beat them more than this other Big Ten team that well, had to play this other Dakota school. Yep, which is uh, my favorite scoreline of the entire weekend. Iowa versus South Dakota State. An instant classic at Kinnick, where Iowa didn't score yeah. a touchdown, but still managed to win by a score of 3-7. to seven
1: um Iowa's defense outscored South Dakota State which by the way South Dakota State is ranked number three in the FCS just just so you know um but they but Iowa's defense outscored South Dakota State's entire offense and they also outscored their own offense <laughs> that's true <laughs> without scoring a touchdown and here's here's the fun part about this now that you get to say Iowa is officially now a safety school. <laughs>
0: Well, I liked, um, somewhere in, uh, like one on the Twitterverse, um, someone called the, that seven points, a quote, Iowa touchdown, Iowa touchdown. We now have
1: ourselves at the Iowa touchdown era. We are living <laughs> in the Iowa touchdown era.
0: It's amazing. Um, and then
1: of course their own like local Iowa, um, regional paper. I don't know if it was from Iowa city necessarily, but it was, it was an Iowa newspaper. Oh, it was such a great role. A, Oh, mine. It was a, a headline that said, what did it say? Is it it's did, like Iowa, Iowa
0: victorious?
1: Yeah, Iowa victory, and both the O's were removed
0: because they had no offense. Yeah, the in subtitle the game. <laughs> was like, "Where's the O?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, <Amazing>. so classic. <laughs> anyway, yeah. good job, Iowa. Um And last, lastly,
1: um, mm. no, no, no. Lastly, about I, this this game is this game was happening. Well, another game was happening simultaneously outside of the All Big right. Ten. Um, UNC was playing. <laughs> oh my gosh, can't uh, believe it. Appalachian uh,
0: well, they're State. Appala- they're think. playing
1: Appalachian State. And Appalachian State scored 40 points in the fourth quarter. 40 points in and the lost, fourth quarter. And lost, um, that's more points they than they scored in any game last year or something like that year. Six touchdowns
0: in the fourth quarter. They missed two point conversions to get 40. Six touchdowns in a 15 minute period.
1: Yeah, they lost State lost lost in a heartbreaker. Yeah, App State lost in a heartbreaker. But it was happening at the same time happening at the same time as Iowa game.
0: (laughs) Unbelievable. Um,
1: And 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 they outscored the Iowa South Dakota State game by 12 times.
0: <laughs> Amazing, unreal. All right. Lastly, yeah. I wasn't going to mention this because it seems like it just a no, There's no point in talking about this score, but there is a reason that I wanted to talk about it briefly. See if you can guess what it is. Wisconsin beat Illinois State thirty-eight to nothing. What's significant about that score, or I should say, that game?
1: Well, I, I don't have. I know nothing about it.
0: Former Penn State All-American wide receiver Bobby. Angram oh, Bobby Ingram. As offensive coordinator. Yeah. And he, and, yeah, that is and check wild. out their stat line. Two hundred twenty one passing yards, two hundred and nineteen rushing yards. Can it be any more balanced? Seriously. Bobby Egram, one of the all time greats. Good luck, Bobby. I just don't want He was with the, the he was the wide receiver's coach, I believe, for your Baltimore Ravens for a number yeah, of years. Yeah, he was before he was down here shot. for a while. Um I can't remember I, I don't know what his Exact path is, but you know cl- that's a big leap. Yeah, it is. That's a. Uh, he may have been an offensive analyst for you guys. I forget what. Yeah, he I don't doing. remember. Um, but You know, he's a classic. Uh, yeah. Wish him all the best. Um, don't care to face him in um, any meaningful way because you know you don't want to root against a guy like Bobby Ingram. But I will if I have to. Yeah, you kind of want him on our exactly. team, right? Maybe someday, but uh, <laughs> maybe when your shit gets fired, <laughs> don't say it. This oh my gosh, Let's hope we have a better <laughs> season than that. But you never yeah. know. Um, All right, so. um, l- Last thing for news and notes. Um, we're running a little long here because your your ten second takes were were not quite ten seconds.
1: I don't have a clock here. I don't have a I don't have a stopwatch.
0: Yeah. You don't have an Keep internal drawing. clock. I think is what you're saying.
1: I don't care, Eddie. <laughs> <Andy. laughs>
0: okay. Uh, a little crusty. Uh, let's. Uh, the 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 last thing I wanted to talk about um, in news and notes um, was some big news, uh, which it's landed on a Friday in the middle of like opening weekend for college football. Um, But it was formally announced that I can't keep track of these committees. A bunch of big wings, big wigs uh, formally announced uh, that they endorsed expanding the playoffs to 12 teams using the originally proposed model um, to implement in 2026 at the latest and possibly as soon as 2024. So guess what? A 12 team playoff looks like it's actually probably maybe who knows Come in our way i've heard that 2024
1: probably isn't possible um but 2025 is more likely but 2024 is not impossible It just i have a lot of hurdles to, to to cross in order to make that happen
0: yeah um you know i i we don't have to talk a lot about this because i'm sure the the news that you know this will drip 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 for a couple of years until finally it comes to pass but Um, There was an interesting article by uh, Bill Connolly of ESPN. I think you have to have the ESPN plus, um, you know, whatever subscription, but he had a really interesting article where he looked back at all the games played in the playoff era or all the seasons from 2014 until present and what would have happened. And, uh, I was talking with you about this beforehand, but I told you Penn state under this current model would have made the playoff four times in the playoff era in 2016, 2017, 2018, and
1: 2019. Would have been invaluable experience for the players on those teams to, to go into those playoff games and have that kind of elite level competition. Um, And the fans would have loved it. And we would have had home games, we would, have, we would have probably had a home game in Beaver Stadium for a playoff in December.
0: I we awesome. The way it laid out and using the rankings that, that we were given, we would not have had a home game, which would have been super cool. Uh-oh. In 2016, we were ranked fifth. But because so if we weren't the conference champion, we would have hosted one that year, but because we were the conference champ, we would have had oh, a buy instead we would have gotten of hosed. We would have had a bye we have instead got- of Ohio State. <clears throat> And Ohio State would have had to play an extra game. Um, You know, so uh, we would have played um, whoever won the play-in game between Ohio State and Western Michigan. So we would have played the winner of that game, which is likely Ohio State. A rematch
1: with Ohio State, but but at a
0: neutral state. Yeah. um,
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. So totally neutral, actually neutral, not like the way these SEC teams have neutral sites or the way USC has a neutral site in the Rose Bowl,
0: you know. So, in 2017, we were ranked ninth. In 2018, we were ranked 12th, and because the um, sixth conference champion USC was ranked ahead of us, they didn't. They wouldn't have bumped us out, so we would have gone in then. And then in 2019, we were ranked 10th. So, um, you know, we would have played USC number eight USC um, at Southern Cal in 2017. Of oh, course, um, at the Rose Bowl again. Uh, no, in the Coliseum actually. Oh, oh, right, right. right. The home game for them. yeah. It would be a home right, game for them. In 2018, um, we would have played an away matchup uh, versus number three Notre Dame. They who would not have had a bye because they're not a conference champion. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then they can't they can't reach higher than number five in these. Correct. Things. They will never have a buy in the current setup. But which which
1: is because they don't play. Yeah, that they don't play that champion. extra game. So, it's it's, fa- I, so think it's, it's, tra- it's I think it's fair. It's a trade off. But they also will they also will have some. So many more opportunities for, and at large with six other at largest, as opposed to an eight-team playoff, um, where there's you know less at large bids. So they, they, they were able to you know say, hey, we sign off on
0: this. And then in um, 2019, when we were, when we were ranked tenth, we would have played uh, at number seven Baylor. So. They were pretty good. That yeah, year. but like I mean, kind of. I mean, we're, you're playing USC, Notre Dame, and Baylor each of those three years as you're playing game in December. I mean, talk about fun football. You know, I mean, fun football. I mean, it, fun football. It, it, I think it would have been challenging. But by we, the way, that that would have been against Matt Rule. Oh, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Um. Uh, so. Yeah. So. Anyway. Um. Penn State. You know, would have had a ton of exposure in the playoff just um you doing what we had done um whereas we constantly have seen ourselves just sort of left on the outside looking in. So um, pretty cool. So what do you, you know, what do you think about this change and, and, you know, just curious how it's landed for you right now?
1: Uh, It's, you know, Six years too late. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: I mean... I, I, I can't really say much about it. We, we know how we feel about getting shafted. We know how we feel about, you know, not being able to reach, you know, the, a meaningful postseason. You, you know, playing, you know, Memphis sucks. Playing Kentucky, like, whatever. You know, even though we, lo- even though we lost to Arkansas and Kentucky, like, I, you know, obviously that sucks. But, like, those games, you know...
0: Don't quite matter that much really. Yeah. I mean I mean, I know we um, didn't really have um, an opt out problem. Um, you know. Uh, Jahan Dotson opted out. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. But like one of the things this will do is this will change the opt out, you know? I mean if you're talking it certainly about getting has guys the ability to, ch- to. You're talking I mean, do you think Kenny Pickett would have opted out? Um, they would have they would have been playing um in the in the tournament. No, certainly right? not. Certainly You not. know, he so not so I think that'll make the postseason a lot more exciting for those teams that are that are in the tournament. Yeah. Um agreed. Here's the yeah. other thing. Um, interestingly enough, just looking from twenty fourteen to twenty twenty one, um, Penn State is in the top eight of teams in terms of number of playoff appearances over those eight years. Like if they had been, if, yeah, you know, I mean, we would have, in terms of the number of times, um, so they'd be in the top two thirds
1: of, of the 12, you know, of having, you know, if you have 12 teams in the playoff every year, you know, if the same teams were in, we were in the top two thirds. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, Penn state's Penn state's one of the top eight teams nationally over the last eight years in terms of playoff appearances, number of playoff appearances. Sure. Um, you know, and, um, the other kind of cool thing is, um, this is again according to Tom uh, excuse me Bill Connolly's um analysis um 41 teams which is about 32% of FBS teams 41 teams would have made the playoff at least once. Yeah as, as opposed, opposed to, to four, what, only 17 Whatever yeah it's like well, seven or eight teams that have not, made it's,
1: it. It's not a lot. No, yeah, it's, it's like a very, maybe at very most small nine. club.
0: Very small club. Yeah. The other thing yeah, it does is more, it, is it um T- increases the percentage chance that one of these top teams wouldn't make it through unscathed, you know. So any given Saturday, exactly. Is the so thing. You're, you're you're having many more opportunities for some of these um, extremely dominant teams to to run into a team that that either is a, a difficult matchup for them, or you know that just they're having a bad game. And so I just think, you know, obviously o- if you're The
1: only thing. Go ahead. The only thing that I think needs to change about what we're seeing with the with this model that's being implemented is I, I think outside of the actual national championship game, none of these games should be played on mm. neutral ground. They should all be home games. And and the fact that these bowl these these old old this archaic system of these bowl games and these these commissioners and these uh, you know people that run these bowl games that are still glad handing and like golfing and like hey let's, let's you know like they're controlling these things. It's like the NFL is like no, we already have our stadiums. they you are know, like we play these in our stadiums because right. that's why we have these stadiums. Right. You know. <laughs> it's like why do you need these? "Quote unquote neutral site games that certainly favor these southern teams." Oh, it's yeah. Like, totally. Get away from that. Totally. Get away from that. These home like and and these the 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 teams that get a bye don't get to play a home game. So if you're the best team in the country, you don't get to play in front of your hometown. Fans. Yeah, it's, And if you don't silly. think that the best it's teams, silly for sure, like Alabama, Clemson, Oklahoma, you know Georgia, whoever. If you don't think those those programs. Like are gonna allow this to, to happen where they never play in front of their fans. That's revenue that goes back into Alabama, that goes back into Georgia, that goes back into Clemson, that goes back into whoever. Like they're gonna. I I would say after a couple of seasons of this, or when it's time for the new contract, you'll see that these bowl games get totally. These bowl organizations get totally phased out, and it's home games. It's home games. I hope so.
0: Until the national title. Game. I hope so. Um. So guaranteed. So just just so everyone knows. Um. I I mean. I did just kind of look at what the p- parameters and criteria were. Um, those, you know, the, the top six bowls are, are still going to be the, both the quarterfinal and the semifinal. That's, those are six games right there. Um, the, the typical bowls are going to be the sites for those games. And basically what they're going to do is say, you know, wh- whatever the top seed is in each of those games, um, g- they get preferential treatment in terms of, you know, what, what bowl they they go to. So like it's stupid.
1: It's stupid. And
0: but what I will say it's is stupid. for the for the quarterfinals, they're going to try to keep the um the conference relationship. So like if, you know, the Big 10 champion who's the higher rated seed, um they'll send him to the Rose Bowl for the quarterfinal. Or still stupid. I, I mean, I'm just it's so they have some things that they're going to do and then um the other thing is that there was an interesting for me to note that that they said for those home games it's uh the higher ranked team can host the game or designate the site of the game so they don't have to host it at home i don't know why they wouldn't want to but like penn state That's the dumbest penn state thing ever could heard. say oh let's play at three rivers for example if they wanted if they were hosting instead of being at the Beaver people Stadium. that are
1: in charge of college football are literally dumb <laughs> Anyway, so uh, let's put that... I mean th- it. Let's put- I mean that. They are dumb. <laughs> well, they're-, they're so worried about the players ha- making money. They are literally have no idea how to run their own sport properly.
0: Well, whatever they're doing, they're obviously making a buttload of money, so... That's I know they're not dumb. They're they're not dumb when it comes to that. Apparently, but um, anyway, let's put that to bed. um, Check in on that Clemson Georgia Tech game, fourteen to three at halftime.
1: All right, Georgia Tech on the board.
0: I don't think we're going to get to the end of the game by the end of this podcast. So, (laughs) you all have to figure out what that score is on your own. But anyway, go Georgia Tech. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right, so let's now the game that we've all been waiting to talk about um, that. Thrilling Penn State Purdue game it was thrilling if you're not a Penn State or Purdue fan because there were seven lead changes a <laughs> uh, last minute come from behind touchdown drive that then required like a one minute defensive stand to close it out um it, you know it was uh, people were talking about this game. All weekend until other games got talked about. And Penn State uh, was lucky to come away with a win, but we did get the win um, 35 to 31. Um, I mean, there's a lot to talk about. I don't know if we're going to get to everything we could or should talk about, but I, I wanted to start, bro, by just talking about the experience of watching the game as it was unfolding. What take me through what like you were feeling and like we were texting back and forth uh, with our buddies as well, and um, you know, just what was it like for you? What do you remember of the experience watching the game?
1: I can only imagine what it's like for you know Phil and Cody who who don't like contribute as much during the actual game the cuz they're chat. having their <laughs> cuz they're having yeah they're having the, yeah exa- into the text chat uh, cuz they're having their own experience watching it um and you and me and 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 Joel typically um Joel was actually I think in Europe at the time <laughs> yeah he was watching um, it like
0: Four a.m. I think, or two a.m. or something. <laughs> like, oh, sorry, Jael Bettenner. No, <laughs> no, that was the la- that. was last week's mailbag contributor. You're talking oh, about sorry, sorry, our sorry. friend uh, Joel, Joel Bettenner. Totally, totally different person. Yeah.
1: Gotcha. Um, so, y- you know, we are basically using this as like a like a like an echo chamber of like <laughs> it's anger. Totally an
0: echo chamber. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. I've n- I don't ever basically do, it's funny. I don't ever do like social media. I don't ever get involved in like that. But like this, like. This is my experience of what it's like to get, like, y- you know, have other people totally um, spur you on like, to your lo- lack of self control. <laughs> instead
1: of politics, it's exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, we're angry. We're all angry together. Let's be angry. Let's be, let's be angry, about it. angry.
0: Let's let's inspire each in other in the moment to further without anger,
1: <laughs> without any perspective. Let's just fume. <laughs> and froth. (laughs) There's a sort of indulgence
0: about it, but, but so, yeah, I mean, so there was a lot of, um, consternation, uh, you know, to use a a $5 word, uh, during the game. What, I mean, just what, what was some of the things that were like grinding your gears? I think like a
1: therapist after that (laughs) game or something. I, I, I don't know. I mean, honestly, there was a there was a point in that game where I was like, I have to put my phone down. <laughs> like, I texted the group, I have to put my phone down. <laughs> like, so, so it's such a weird thing to be a fan of Penn State football, and then in the Sean Clifford to know, era in particular, uh, in the Sean Clifford era in particular, uh, the Mike Gears-ish absolutely. Era. Uh, is kirk's rock era. yeah yeah all of it mm-hmm. even ricky ronnie even though the grass is not greener on the other side after not having you ricky said
0: you, anymore. you um you have uh, give me ron you want to like <laughs> totally like have a have a spiritual confession and <laughs> about about your <laughs> <laughs> I
1: should have never wanted someone other than Ricky Rodney compared to what we've had in <laughs> offense these last two years. Um, however, I'm off the rails here. Totally. It, it's I such love an it. interesting, um, well, yeah, being a, f- a Penn state fan currently is to be off the rails. It's the um, only
0: way to survive.
1: So to be a Penn state fan, watching the game with other Penn state fans in a text chat that are, that I get to fume about the angers of how we're performing Never mind that it's the first game. Um, and then to know later that I have to, like, calm myself. There's a, there's a, scene, there's a scene in Aladdin where, where Jafar turns to his, his parrot or whatever that thing is. And yeah. he just goes, calm yourself, Iago. And, like, that's what I have to do to myself. In order to come into this podcast (laughs) and make some sort of credible sense to not be the fuming angry, you know, Jacqueline that I am every Saturday, say,
0: man. That is a deep cut for a movie quote. Holy cow.
1: <laughs> Calm
0: yourself, Iago. That's amazing.
1: <laughs> and, it's, and it's like, what, what's that guy's name? That the, the, the actual actor would, uh, Gilbert like
0: Gottfried, right?
1: <laughs> Gilbert God, Cause that's what it's like to be a Pennsylvania. So I'm Gilbert Gottfried on Saturday screaming with the most annoying voice of all time. And then I have to, like, calm myself <laughs> and God. make sense of what I just saw. All right. Uh, um, well, and, I, and, I, and then I can. And I can once I finally breathe and then rethink about what I just saw. And it's like the sky isn't falling in the way that I, my emotions would lead me to believe in the moment of the game. The sky is not falling. Yeah. If we had lost... Yeah, I'm jumping off a cliff, real quick, you know? but but we won, so I don't have to, and I get to calm myself, Iago, and I get to come here and make sense with you, and and tell everybody else that the sky's
0: not falling because we won. This was a, in my mind, this was like one of the the most, it was one of the most Sean Clifford games there there ever was, and it's him in a nutshell. I mean, every nutshell that's ever existed of Sean Clifford, you know, and 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 it sort of, it's 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 the thing that we were experiencing over the last couple of years, you know, week in and week out, which is like, you know, Hey, there's some really good things, you know, you got talent on the field and yet it's, it's not happening quite as smoothly as you want. And then like, and then like the offense went into this, like, you know, a drought that lasted almost the entire half, you know, and then, you know, you, you were snatching, you know, after seeing a a, a freshman come in, yeah, right. Well, that's I mean, you it's saw like the emotions rush come down. in and look, look good. Yeah. And then, like, you know, it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. after that drought um, of, of zero offensive performance, you you get the touchdown. You the Ke'Andre Lambert-Smith touchdown. You're back in the lead. And then... Yeah, well,
1: the Ke'Andre Lambert-Smith touchdown came after he dropped the ball three or four I know, times, I like, So oh, you're like, It's like, the? thank goodness. You oh, finally he-
0: And then after that, he throws the, the, the most awful pass that I've ever seen someone like Sean Clifford, like, with his talent, throw. I mean, just without and it turns into under pressure. Tennis. I know. I mean, yeah. oh my gosh. So, <laughs> yeah, you know. So we that, always
1: complain that Sean Clifford w- was making these mistakes under pressure, but there he is making a mistake when he has the lead. What the heck happened? Kevon Lee just had a great first down 12-yard, 12, 12 first, the longest run for a running back in two years now, almost. <laughs> and and Sean's like, hey, good run. Let me just go ahead and give up a a puke six, by the way. <laughs> yes, that they've been calling gosh. it.
0: That Amazing. encapsulates how I felt in that moment. Totally, just wanted to vomit. This game, this game had it all. <laughs> I mean, you know, and like we including you know, a targeting penalty. <laughs> oh right! Oh my gosh! Well, you know, so, <laughs> so so that we, you know, there we are. Four minutes left in the game, and I'm like, I'm basically. We've lost I, like, in my mind and my heart. Oh, yeah. We well, had lo- it I mean, felt that way. No, I mean, yes, I, of course it felt that way. But like the way that we had been performing up to that point, because I think we had another three and out after that.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. It's
0: like, and oh, like, like the balls. And you got to turn it airs, on, like Sean. Literally, all they got to do. Prove why know, you came back for your 12th year. <laughs> we had a three and out where we gained zero yards. Right before we turned it, gave it back to Purdue with four minutes left on the clock. That very well could have been the last time we saw the football, because you know the way the way Aiden O'Connell had been throwing the ball with such efficiency previously in the third quarter. It's like you know we're just that's the game right there. I I I, I literally, I literally was saying to myself, I, you know, there's there's a very very slim chance that we win this game. And I didn't I just didn't believe. And then, you know, somehow the defense stopped them, you know, that remember that um the the, the review? Like they like the guy caught that like acrobatic, yeah. you know, twenty five yard catch and they the review they turned they overturned that um you know and we it which that I think so was right. bad. <laughs> but, but like, oh my gosh, like that would have been the game, you know. That that was the game ender was that catch. And then they yeah, you know, they didn't give him the catch and then they punt it back and then Sean Clifford led the drive that I mean, it's only Purdue. You know, it's not like, you know, it's not the Super Bowl. But it, like th- that drive, I mean, people were talking about that drive. They have been talking about that drive. I mean, it's like, where's that been? I think even one of the commentators on TV said, like, where has that been? Where was that? Where was that? Where did that
1: come from? <laughs>
0: Lord. Yeah. So
1: so, but here's the thing, Andy. Like, even though Sean Clifford did that, redeemed himself you know there was redemption happening by you know for a lot of our Penn State players in that game from mistakes that they made in that game
0: very good point and,
1: but Sean, no 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 none greater than Sean Clifford redeeming himself in that moment but there still was an opportunity for Purdue to
0: win the game yes we we gave him the ball back with I think like 57 seconds which is not a lot of time. Sean scored too quick. Well, I don't care. You know, that was, like, uh, I, it's, in my mind, I, at that point, no, no, moment, no, I know, I know. I hold, didn't on, care. hold on, hold mm. on. I understand,
1: I understand, same. Yeah, but 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 like, there was too much time, and we still had two timeouts, so we could have bled more clock. Obviously, so so even though you know, even though um, we we got the go ahead there, like that's still sort of a franklining. That's still sort of a franklining to to have the ball in your hands, be able to win the game, and also take t- more time off the clock. And so it's a little bit of a mismanagement, but however, Franklin got out. Franklin in that—that's
0: true. Jeff Brom made some mistakes in Brom that last drive.
1: Franklin harder than Franklin could be, even Franklin in the game. Yeah,
0: thank you. And Franklin you, tried. Jeff.
1: It seemed. Thank you. you know. I, so. I mean,
0: I, I'll <laughs> say um, from a from a game management standpoint. Um, I, I think Franklin had a very good game. I was, uh, there was nothing that stood out to me. I mean,
1: Andy, if, if, if Brom had gone down and, and, and got his team to score a touchdown, you would say, well, Franklin should have taken more time off the clock right. and had not scored with 57 seconds left. And we would be talking right. about Franklin Franklining, So Franklin right. got out Franklin a hundred percent. Well done. And thank heavens. <laughs>
0: exactly. <laughs> All right. So, so, uh, boy, that, that was cathartic, man. Thank you. Um, yeah, w- I better. What I'd like. All right, to- I'll see you later. Yeah, <laughs> good talk. Uh, yeah, but but you know now we've had the benefit of hindsight. Like you said, you've uh, you've calmed yourself, Iago, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and you, calm uh, yourself. Iago. You, you know, um, the passion of the moment um, has sort of uh, has has passed to a certain extent. So so what are the, some of the things now that you're thinking about? Um, in retrospect, both the good and the bad, you know, uh, just up and down the game, things that you take away as we look at the rest of the season, um, you know, what are some of the things that stood out to you? I'm very excited about what, um, some of the things
1: that that stood out to me. And, And I think the biggest one is that, Franklin and his coordinators, which, by the way, all his coordinators were on the field for that game. All his coordinators, yeah, were on is the that, field.
0: isn't that interesting?
1: Take what you wait take, take away what you want from that. But uh, it's been it's been a number of years since all coordinators have been on the field. Um, but the, the coordinators and Franklin played the talent that has you know been coming yes, in on these talented did. recruiting classes. They played them. Twenty three different players um, re- registered a tackle. 23. If you play a 2 deep, that's 22 players. They played it. <laughs> so so not only did all 2 deep, I mean it doesn't necessarily work out to be all 2 deep players, but like, you know, cuz they played yeah, 3 deep on in average, some cases,
0: right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> but if I mean that's that's a lot of experience yeah, for young lot experience. guys. It, Absolutely. And and um and, and and abdul carter didn't even register a tackle because he got kicked out of the game for that bogus targeting call but he's going to be a factor he's a, a true freshman um, you know, the, our true freshman running backs played Drew Aller. Um, you know, came in when when Clifford was either pooping or getting an IV bag or whatever he was doing. <laughs> I don't know.
0: Um oh my gosh. <laughs> Franklin called it Franklin, my, called
1: it it left my Franklin called it called it one the thing. Clifford called it another thing. Yeah. Um, you know, you can speculate all you want. They were saying the cramps is, is what it,
0: I heard. Cramps.
1: Yeah, sure, whatever. Andy, Andy, Franklin doesn't release a depth chart. Right. He has not been releasing a depth chart for a number of years now, and he went out of his way in the week leading up to the game to tell the media that Drew Allard is his number two quarterback, and it says a whole lot. Yeah, especially about
0: in wh- seeing him perform. It it to me, it's like, hmm, there may be some breadcrumbs here in terms of 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 what you know what Franklin is trying to he's paving the way
1: yeah, for definitely these talented younger players to make significant impacts not for just next year but as soon as humanly possible yeah and it showed up on the on the on the stat sheet on on Saturday
0: it's a change in approach for sure um so a couple of things um uh thanks to our good friends at the Penn State sports office um here a couple of of stats just on the on the youth um five first career starts at Purdue, um, nine college debuts, um, four Penn State debuts. Beyond that, so like guys like Mitch Tinsley and six true freshmen played uh, against Purdue, um, and and the talent level of those freshmen shows you why they played. Yeah. Um. So yeah, uh, you, you know, um, I think I, one yeah. of the big themes we, you were just talking about um, Aller, and by the way, I guess it's Aller, not Alar, like we've been saying, but and it's Aller. Christian Veyer and not. V- they you apparently that's a, that's a very uh central pa way to say that spelling hey Vayer, uh l- I, I know he's from listen, canada but I, anyway
1: <laughs> uh, uh, whatever
0: <laughs> um i say that as someone from central pa but whatever um so <laughs> right. um but let's talk about the quarterback situation okay i mean clifford like first of all uh, did you know you may not know this headline came out um, just today he was named the big 10 co-offensive coordinator uh, co-offensive player of the week
1: <laughs> he's a coach now <laughs> no, sorry. He's been around mean, so long. co-offensive coordinator of the week
0: <laughs> co-offensive player of the week um, well he scored five touchdowns Yeah, exactly so um, so you know, so, um, you know it's, is, he's the only the third penn state quarterback to start in a game in four different seasons
1: um mm -hmm. yeah with
0: (laughs) so uh okay (laughs) Tony Saka and Zach Mills being the other ones um so he's been yeah and by the way Zach Mills we wished he had moved on and for Michael
1: Robinson as well so
0: interesting point (laughs) (laughs) um so um oh and um, I just have to throw out this. Some I, this is not necessarily an exact quote, but this tweet came across my uh, my view this uh, earlier this weekend. Um, the Sean Clifford experience will go down as the craziest decade in Penn State football history. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Amazing! I thought that was funny, but love it. But you know, I mean, look. He, there were some good things with, from Sean Clifford. Like you just mentioned, he scored five touchdowns, four passing touchdowns, and one rushing touchdown. Okay? Sean Clifford mm-hmm. accounted for all our 35 points um, in one way, shape, it's or It's funny
1: point. he had a rushing touchdown. It's weird to, to credit him for that rushing touchdown because really the rest of the team pushed him in. Yeah, but, you know, um, he was a so ball carrier.
0: He didn't drop it.
1: He, he it was a ball carrier, but also he only had, like, I think one other rush. Yeah, I think he had, uh, like, 11 or 12
0: yards total.
1: I mean, he was. The he, game plan was obvious.
0: First, he rushed for a first down for us yeah, on yeah, his scamper. That's,
1: that's the and that's the one I'm thinking of yeah. as far as the other meaningful carry. Um, and it was not designed; it was a scramble um, to 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 get out of the pocket yeah. and gain that so, first
0: down. Uh, of those touchdowns, uh, that included a 67-yard touchdown. Uh, to Brenton Strange, I mean, what a great which was all second strange, effort. By the yeah, way. I mean, it was like a twenty twenty yards in the air, maybe something like that. But then he broke a ton of. It was a hail mary type of situation at the end of the half. It was a, I think it was like a more of a scramble drill kind of thing, right? But I, I mean,
1: let's put it this way: the fact that we were throwing it for that was incredible because you yeah, know, we were aggressive. In were the, not in the end of the
0: yeah. end of the half. You know, get some points yeah, yeah. after the turnover. I thought it was great. Um, And Mm -hmm. then also Mitch Tinsley, um, who, by the way, wears number five. Um, I'm like, who's Jahan Dotson out there? You know, that's Mitch Tinsley. Um, He had a huge day, um, seven catches for 84 yards and another one of Sean Clifford's four touchdowns. Um, And just remember um, the stats here were hindered by drops. All right. There were, there were a bunch of drops. Camber, candy, Lambert Smith, who incidentally wears number one, not 13 this year. Um, uh, he was targeted he reverted back to his freshman self. He, he was targeted a lot, um, but he he had a number of pretty conspicuous drops. Um, Thought he got rid of that that, that drop problem last year. Seemed he like it the, to, seemed like he was turning the corner, but you know, game one. Hope he shakes maybe that jittery. off. And he did end up. <laughs> yeah, he did end up getting a really nice touchdown run again. Broke a uh, tackle too. It, it was
1: actually. It it honestly looked like KJ Hamler spinning off a tackler and yeah. then, and then yeah. busting through the seam and, and evading all future would be tacklers. It was an amazing play.
0: Yeah. So um, now, so those are some of the good things. Now here's the here's the bad with Clifford in his passing day. Um, two hundred eighty two yards. It's not terrible. It's not like. You know, gonna gonna knock anyone over, but but 193 after the catch. <laughs> it, that's right, exactly, and a, a lot <laughs> of it due to broken tackles, right? Um, and 56 mm-hmm. percent completion rate. That's that's a lot lower than he's been throwing in the last few 6% years. Six
1: percent better than the guy on the other side of the field, who everybody thought might be one of the better quarterbacks in the country. By the way.
0: Yeah, but here's why I think we felt. You know, I think here's why we felt so um, uh, really. Uh, frustrated by, by fury Infuri- say, say infuriated, infuriated. Say, say infuriated. We had, infuriated. we okay, had we nine go. empty drives, nine empty drives, eight ended in. P- and by the way, and by the way, a team like
1: Georgia, ha- so I think they either scored, it was either seven or nine. They scored uh, on seven of their first seven drives. They scored a touchdown. Yeah. So, you know, to to equate like we had nine empty drives, like that's it's just not going to cut it against a better competition. Yeah. This is Purdue. They're not a bad team. They're they're above average team probably, but you know, we're going to be playing a lot better competition and that can't happen against Ohio State or Michigan. It can't. Yeah, of the if of you those nine
0: games. Um, eight ended in punts and one in a turnover. All right. <clears throat> in the second half, and here's where it really got bad in my mind. If you set aside the two touchdown drives in the second half, we had two, three and outs, a four and out a five and out and a six and out. <laughs> and then we had an interception on we're, the third. We're really,
1: we're really running the, the game, the whole gauntlet of, of how many kinds of outs you can have there.
0: <laughs> yeah. And the, I mean, what I'm saying is like, we just didn't get a lot of first downs. We didn't have, we didn't possess the ball. I mean, it was like, Nothing was working. It wasn't like we had a good-looking drive and then they made a good stop on third down. No, it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. we just, you know, we were stuck in the mud. We were we were in neutral, you know. And, and of those non-touchdown drives, uh, the combined total offense for those six drives was 63 yards. Gross. On the other hand, that's, that's it, it's gross. The three of our five <laughs> touchdown drives were 80-yard drives. Like, we, we drove the entire field on when the offense was clicking, it was clicking. But, like, Andy, the, the, Andy, the, the, Andy. what I'm saying is the Andy. ratio of times that, that we were clicking versus the number of times we nothing happened is just that's part of why it just felt so infuriating. Andy. Yes. Our quarterback is a coin
1: flip. Our quarterback is a what coin flip. And as— Coin flip. <laughs> so, so, so because— <laughs> Clifford coin in, flip. In football, the co- <laughs> Clifford, the, the big red coin, coin flip. Coin flop, I think you mean. <laughs> coin floppered. Sean <laughs> floppered is what I was calling him during the game. And, and I don't hate you, Sean, if you're listening to this, which I'm sure you're not. But, I, you, know, you know— I, I think Sean's we, a great you guy. Need, you need better than a coin flip quarterback to, to win meaningful games. You need better than that to win meaningful games, and and you know, it's like it's it, we're Jekyll and Hyde. the team is Jekyll and Hyde because Sean Clifford is a coin flip.
0: I I really the thing that the,
1: if, most- the t- if the offense is stalling like that and and having all these empty drives, what do you expect from the rest of the team that that it's, it's we're not playing you know. Um, uh, complimentary football because the offense isn't complementing what the defense is doing, and the defense has did a pretty darn admirable job. What you know, aside from some you know bad missed tackling, but really with a team that threw through sixty times, the the defense did a hell of a job. The defense did their jobs when it mattered most. Yeah, I feel a lot better course, about. And, and of course, Sean coin flipped properly on his last chance to, to win the game. So thankful, thankful for that coin flip. Yeah. But
0: ultimately <laughs> coin flips don't always work in your favor. Yeah. I, I mean, you put it all on black and lose a lot. Right. I, I, <laughs> I think, you know, one of the, one of the things that again, in, right, in, retrospect- in case you put it all on red, get it. Oh, nice. The big red dog. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> one of the things like for me, the sort of the takeaway is like a lot of these games that we lost last year, you know, the, the, you know, when we went six, uh, excuse me, two and six, the last eight games, we needed a drive like Clifford had against Purdue. We had a shot to get a drive like he had against Purdue and we didn't get it. So the fact that we got it Mm -hmm. to me, that was a good sign, but, I'm really, really worried about the fact that we're still seeing these same tendencies to just complete, you know, again, is it Yersich? Is it Clifford? Is it the O-line? It's Whatever. Clifford. I mean, it, it's the O-line and Clifford. <laughs> I mean, what, I mean, you know, that interception was Clifford. Some errant passes were For Clifford, sure. you know, um, there were some play calling issues that I felt like, why are we running it at this point when we, we need to be mixing it up or why aren't we running it, you know, after the nice 12 yard gain by, um, you know, by Kevon Lee, the play right before that was the play right before Clifford threw the interception. Like, why don't we? Well, what? we're trying to play ball, ball control. Yeah. Why don't we? You're why taking, don't we do another run right? You're taking after that? chances over the middle. You know. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Okay. So. Yeah. So. Uh, you know. But. So. Uh, I don't. I don't want to put this all on John Clifford's shoulders that we had this. You know, hyperventilating second half, but. I you know, I I agree. Pretty easy to <laughs> I agree with you. It just sort of feels like that inconsistency is what you know, he's a sixth year. This is his fourth year starting. You'd think that 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 he would have eliminated those things by now if he he was capable of growing through them, that we would have seen them and by he, now. We're not gonna win the division,
1: we're not gonna win the conference, we're not gonna win a national title when Clifford is playing. Like this, he's gonna
0: have to. not gonna He's happen. gonna have to eliminate those. He look. He doesn't have to reach the end zone every time. He's gonna have to eliminate. The, he doesn't need to win the highs. No, he's gonna have to eliminate to win the, the three and out drives <laughs> where he misses.
1: I think Clifford's trying to hit grand slams. Every time he, he gets under center I don't, or get, I every, every time
0: he's in the shotgun. I can't speculate what's happening. I You know, I can't, you know. And I'm I not
1: would, saying Grant Sam in the, in the sense that he's trying to throw a, an 80-yard touchdown pass. I'm just saying every time he gets back there, I think he's, in his brain, he has got to make a play that nets them a big, like, play or a
0: first down. And it's like you his, his mindset is wrong. Whatever was happening like, just, on that last drive, it, 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 there was no panic. He knew exactly where they went to up go tempo. with the ball. They went up-tempo. I mean, I wonder I wonder how significant that is in terms of his of mentality. Well, when we mentality. got Jursich
1: to come in, we thought we were going to have this up-tempo offense. And it's like he just hasn't been able to do that because his offensive line didn't allow it. But guess what? We have a brand-new offensive line... Um, you know, more or less is, is what the, what it is. We have a, a, couple, a one or two players that have played meaningful snaps last year, but, um, you know, Juice Scruggs being the team captain at, at, at center, I think, you know, taking on a major leadership role on the offensive line, I think it yielded some positive um, takeaways from the game, whereas on that drive, Clifford and the team w- was decisive moving the ball down the field. The play calling was right, the tempo was right, the blocking was great. People were catching the ball, and it's like that's the recipe for moving forward. Whatever happened on that drive, you got to figure out how to bottle yeah, that, 100%. practice with that mentality, and move forward with an offensive scheme that it works like that. You know. So I I, I, yeah, I, I, I'm, I feel like I'm still venting, and, yes. and I need, I need, to I almost need to move past this game. <laughs> you know, there's so many things we could talk about with this game. Well, here, you know, look, the way one, the defense thing played, J- Joey Porter Jr. Like, well, hold, all on, the, now, hold, these on, hold on, hold on,
0: hold on, hold on, hold on. I can't. (laughs) One thing we haven't Uh, talked about in relationship to Sean Clifford and his continuing to see the same patterns as last year, those patterns that really lost games that we could have won. We also got to see Drew Aller. We got to see a glimpse of this five star talent, true freshman, come into the game because, you know, whatever he was doing backstage, you know, um, and. You know, you and I were talking about like, you know, this glimpse suggests to us, in addition to everything Franklin's been saying, oh, we have a we have a number two in Drew Aller and, you know, um, he's, you know, we've got experience in Sean Clifford, but Aller played well. I think he said after the game, Um, here's what I think. If if Sean Clifford continues to play the way he played against Purdue even if we don't lose games, but he continues to sort of go into hibernation mode for long stretches of the game or make really, really costly mistakes. I think it's likely that we'll see Aller overtake Sean Clifford as, as the number one quarterback for Penn state.
1: As a Penn state fan, I feel like we know what we got in Sean, um and, and sad to say he it didn't seem like he was fig- he figured out how to elevate himself um in the offseason. I, I I'm happy to give him like a, a little bit a little bit more rope, but it's true that you know look seeing Aller, the team he just has a different arm, man, and and, and the and, and ball looks so, so
0: easy coming off of his arm. Like it was effortless. Listen, Sean's
1: floor is low. Yeah, and and he has not been able to. The elevate problem isn't his, his ceiling. The seasons. problem is his floor. It's true. It, 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 yeah, his floor is so low that it keeps up. And it, his floor shows up in almost every game. Yeah. Um, but you know, maybe with the exception of whatever was happening with Ricky Ronnie in his first season, um, and whatever happened against Auburn last year, but he hasn't been able to replicate that in any games moving forward. So, and of course he gets, he gets kind of dinged and, and injured and it happened. And even in this game, that's why we saw Drew Aller. and yeah. Drew Aller just seems to have a different arm. I mean, not seems he does. He has a different yeah. arm
0: and, and, and just a different and with it um, being. uh, Sort of a different kind of uh, composure in the pocket, even looked like. He
1: was on the sideline getting ready to go in 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 a big time road game in the first game of the season as a true freshman. He was smiling and laughing, knowing he was going to be going into that game to start the second half, throwing balls, just waiting for his. He's like, fine. He's like, yeah. He's like, cool as a cucumber, man. Yeah. Yeah. So so it's exciting to see what could happen with Drew.
0: K- as cool, cool as the other side Center. of the pillow. Uh, that's a bad one. God, definitely.
1: Well, that's the one that that um, um, what was his name? Uh, oh boy, he passed away. Um, from ESPN, Scott. Um, what's his first name? Ah, I, oh, I, I'm. St- I don't. I, sucks. He would always say, "As cool as the other side of the pillow. It was Back when ESPN was a lot of fun, he was always on Sports Center. Um, I can't believe I can't remember his first name. Anyway, so um. Yeah, I want to see more Aller, and 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 we're going to see him in the Ohio game. I guarantee it. it's just a matter of how much, uh, and are we going to see him because Clifford is blowing out Ohio, or because Clifford is struggling? Because <laughs> he's not blowing out Ohio, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, uh, he's so, blowing it yeah, against Ohio. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah I, so there, I mean, look, it was it was four passes we got to see, three of which were right on the money. Yeah. Um one of them was dropped would have been a big gain and you know would have kept the drive going it would have been fun to see what what he could have done with a few more snaps. Um, uh, you know, he had one pass uh, on third down um, where he sort of rushed the throw. He could have, he could have maybe scrambled for the first down, but instead tried to force a throw and and um, you know threw behind the receiver and and was um, incomplete. So um, we didn't get to see a lot, but what we saw looked really tantalizing, and uh, I'm I'm really curious to see you know more of him. And um, like I said, I if. If this was an anomaly for 2022 for Clifford, and and you know he puts, you know bad Clifford behind him and play raises his floor, he he doesn't have to play any better on the ceiling. He just needs to stop making these mistakes, stop um, costing us the game. Just just to be consistent, you know. If he raises his floor, well, you know. We could have a great season. We could have an 11-win season with Clifford easily, you know, if he just plays without making those mistakes. But if we see the same kind of Jekyll and Hyde uh, performance that we did uh, last season and then as we did on Purdue, I think even if we don't win – excuse me, even if we don't lose some of these uh, games coming up, um, I think by the time we get to the bye week, if we're still seeing the same kind of thing, you're likely to see a heavy dose of Drew Aller – uh, in the second half of the season, that, that's just that's just my feeling about it. You know, maybe Drew Aller isn't as far ahead as we think. Um, you know, maybe there are other reasons why that wouldn't happen. But that, hey, man,
1: he needs game experience I, to I, get better. I, I, I and, would be. And, and you got to get him in there in order to see it. I would be that's, surprised. if uh, Clifford I, I get, get continues to play
0: that way that we don't see Aller. That's what I'm saying. So, yeah. um, you know, we didn't really talk a lot about the defense in this game. You you mentioned him a little bit, Joey Porter Jr. That that guy's a dude, man. Um, he had he had uh six pass breakups. Six pass breakups. Mm-hmm. That's more than some people have in their entire season. He, he's only ever had one in a game up to this point. He had six against Purdue. <laughs> Keaton Ellis had yeah. four, by the way. They kept throwing to him, man. They kept throwing to him. The, yeah, Keaton Ellis had four, by the way. Um, Ke- Joey Porter Jr. led the team in tackles with eight, which we really needed because there were so many missed tackles. And most of them, I, I think the, the missed tackles are the linebacking level, by the way. Um, that's a, that's yeah. an area we got to pay attention to cause I'm, yeah, I'm concerned. We need, I think we need to
1: see Abdul Carter a lot more and it would have been nice to see him with more game experience in the first. It game. is,
0: uh, it is, um, rejected. fascinating to me. it's uh, very telling maybe is a better way to put it that so many young guys played on that linebacker level. It says to me, the, um, the thin experience that we have there is, um, you know, ready to be uh, supplanted by the young guys who are who are well, probably a lot more talented. Let's real
1: quick. You know, I, so I think it's safe to say that like J- Joy Porter Jr. was the player um, of the game on the def- on the defense. Easily, but yeah, I wouldn't say I w- I would say that the plays of the game on the defense were Zachy Wheatley with that. Um, he was. He's a safety. Yeah. Strip. Yeah, he's a yeah he's a redshirt safety who who might end up being our starting safety as we've been rotating some safeties uh, next to Jair Brown, which oh, I remembered his name this time. That's um, <laughs> nicely done. Um, so, but but Zachary Wheatley, you know, in the off season and uh, preseason camp, I should say, two years in a row now has been dubbed the takeaway king because they always say, hey. The, the ball finds this guy well really it's just because he's he's a, a ball hawk yeah. and he just like a he's blessed with the ability to he's been blessed with the ability to, to take the ball away and and it showed on that play towards the end of the uh first half where you know he came up to make a tackle as a guy looked like he was rounding the corner and opening into space and joey porter jr got a got a uh, fell on the fumble uh inbounds mind you even though they reviewed it but Zacky wheatley You know, he did his job. And then the second play of the game on defense was when um, uh, Aiden O'Connell was dropping in a uh, maybe slightly underthrown lob pass. For what could have sealed the game um, for that yes. uh, a first down pickup, and and DaQuan Hardy closed the the gap, and, amazing and, and closing the ball speed. away last second. I it thought was, that was a, DaQuan Hardy's an unsung cornerback hero yeah, for us. Definitely, not just this season already, but like for last season as a nickel, he's he plays the nickel um, better than a lot of you know cornerbacks across corner. Uh, excuse me, across uh, college football, uh, and and he he needs more more recognition. For what he brings to the yeah, state that, for Penn State. That pass, that
0: guy was wide open. Um, the pass was on target, maybe just a little behind him. But like that was a game ender right there. And Daquan Hardy, yeah. like, he closed hard and he knocked the ball away. We needed that amazing. in that moment, yeah.
1: right then, right there. Yeah. Needed. So the defense, But the play by Zachy Wheatley was a was a you know ten to fourteen point swing, possibly.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, so so um yeah, very good point because they, they may have well gone down and score a touchdown they were moving the ball. you know. At minimum, goal I think they were in field goal range at yeah. that point or very nearly yeah. so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And instead, yeah, uh, it turned into seven for us after that um, Bretton Strange touchdown uh, two plays later. So, um, you know, credit the defense with giving Sean Clifford and the offense a chance to be in position to win the game. Because it was really, you know, the game was on the line for a couple of plays there um, Andy, Andy, in the drive Andy O'Connell, just before that. And,
1: Ain't no cut on that offense since they scored their last touchdown, which was like I think an 81 or 82 um, yard scoring drive at the end of the third quarter. They held the the Purdue offense scoreless the rest of the game and they didn't gain more than what 63 or 65 total yards. Yeah, it was it was pretty impressive. Um, because yeah, I mean, what do you expect out, your defense to do except shut them down in the fourth quarter when it matters most? Your team's got to come back and win. And I didn't realize it was like that because
0: pick sixes because I was already traumatized was so by those um, <laughs> yeah. by those two you know easy touchdown drives where it just seemed like our, our defense. Oh, and, well,
1: and then the puke six on top of it really like felt like yeah, the, the nail yeah, in the coffin. But,
0: but you know we had been. Um, you know, playing pretty good defense against their passing game in the first half. And then the first two their first two drives of the third quarter, they just sliced and diced right through us. And I'm like, what happened to our pass defense? I was really kinda of down on the secondary at that point. But you know what? They turned it around. Um, like you said, the last yeah. like four or five drives, they they shut down Purdue for no points. They have got a number of three announced, um, and, and, and and they were breaking up passes left and right. Um. So so credit Manny Diaz. The last thing credit Manny the thing and, the, um, and the secondary with um with really putting the the offensive chance in a position to win. I mean, gave him a chance to wake up and actually play football finally.
1: The last thing I want to say about the defense, from from my you know what what I'd like to say, and you might have more, I don't know, but I think we can put a bow on the defense after what I'm about to say. Um, but basically, you know, the defensive line was neutralized by the quick passing of their experienced quarter quarterback in Aidan O'Connell, and his whole thing is getting the ball out quick. Um, and it wasn't until that last drive of Purdue's where. Our our D backs were you know blanketing their receivers and Chop Robinson basically three plays in a row was putting in- intense pressure on on Aiden O'Connell and finally got to him for that last play to the sack to seal the game up. But I I, I the the jury is still out on the defensive line. I don't I don't like you know they they weren't a factor um, for a lot of the game. Um, it was really the linebackers that were the um, you know. Um, you know they they played poorly i would say uh even though they made a couple of decent plays they they played poorly uh and the d-line you know they they did their job by and large but they didn't make any splash plays until that final final um uh play of the game but really i you know this isn't the type of team that a defensive line is going to show up in the stat sheet a bunch
0: i thought our you know, defensive line rough, rough um was was physically dominant for the most part against their offensive line. Like you said, the quick throws kind of didn't make that very obvious. But um, in their run game, right. which they um, had a very, very limited uh, number of rushing attempts, but um, a lot of times they did not find um, it easy going up the middle. And what I noticed, at least in a couple of occasions, we had great push from the center of the D line and the uh, – running back bounces it to the outside and missed tackles by the linebackers gave them four or five six yard gains when the safeties had to come down and make the tackle. Yeah. So, you know, typically, but by and large, typically when a t- when a defensive line can get that kind of push in a run game, the linebacker is gonna come and clean that up for no game or even loss on on the play. And I th- I think it was because our linebacking um, level didn't play very well, particularly with regard to tackling, that we didn't You know, you typically say, "Oh, the D line made that happen." Look, he stopped it up, and then you know, so and so came in to clean it up for the tackle. We just, we just didn't see it because um, the the tackles were missed by the by the linebackers. So, um, yeah. So let's go ahead and um and and kind of put a nice bow on it. This can go down in our memories as um, a, a very exciting way to start an uncertain twenty twenty two season. I'm really glad to come away with a win, man. So uh Same. one and oh. So um oh, by the way, just real quick, uh special teams did pretty well. Punting yeah. was, was yeah. A, a real uh, surprise, like excellent surprise. Uh, th- three punts inside the 20, two inside the 10. One would have been on the two. Very the happy average, with
1: our kicking game. Uh,
0: you know, um, one, one of the punts, he dropped it right on the two, and then the recovery team inexplicably knocked it into the end zone for a touchback, mm-hmm. which is his only touchback of the game, by the way. Um, nothing going <laughs> in the return game, but um, Jake Pinniger um, had all his extra points. Attempts, um, which we really needed all those points in this game. So special teams are looking okay. A lot of touchbacks on kickoffs. So um, we'll see how that goes. But but uh, I was pleasantly surprised that it was a good, uh, good special teams effort. Um, all right. Hey, look, we do have a game coming up, man. We've got a, we've got a game coming up in just a few days. And uh, it's our home opener against Ohio, not State. <laughs> mm-hmm. Ohio University the Bobcats uh, never felt the ghost of Frank Solich never felt good about Bobcat as a mascot it just doesn't seem very you know imposing but anyway um, hey, Penn State. <laughs> Penn State is favored by twenty. It, not next to a, a mountain line, exactly. of course. Yeah, exactly. Penn State's favored by twenty-four <laughs> points at this at this uh, juncture. Um, that
1: might be a lot. That might be a lot for us. I don't I know. Will, Ho- hopefully, we score more than than or beat them by more than twenty-four. But I mean, uh, it's just I, a I sense know. of need-
0: like how how people feel about Ohio as a as a competitive team. Yeah. Um. To, you know, in the season overview, told told you a little about them. Um. They were three and nine last year. Um. They uh, hey, they wanna know though, man. They held on to win a wild game versus Florida Atlantic last week. Um they're they're um that, that's that's uh Kiffin's old team. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um look their their um quarterback, uh returning quarterback Curtis Rourke. Um last year he completed uh 65% of his passes. Just this past week, he was 27 for 34 for 345 yards. So this guy knows how to how to throw the ball, all right. Um, oh. And also, by the way, they had a hundred yard rusher. When's the last time that happened for Penn State? Like nineteen
1: ninety six. No, gosh. Yeah, Curtis was our last. <laughs> yeah. Never mind, Larry Johnson. Never mind, Tony Hunt. Never mind, Rodney Kidlam. And never mind. Uh, yeah. You know, so they put uh, together. Evan like, they put together a pretty
0: <laughs> balanced performance against Florida Atlantic. Um, oh, never
1: mind. Saquon Barkley or Miles Sanders.
0: Yeah. Um, so. They did allow, uh, so let's just, uh, the Ohio defense, um, they allowed 30.3 points per game last year. There were 96 in the country in that stat. So hopefully, um, you know, we can um, uh, take advantage of of a weak defense. Um, Last week, uh, they let Florida Atlantic put up 21 points in the fourth quarter. And, um, you know, this was a close game. What's the overrunner on this game? It was 38. What's the
1: overrunner on this game? Do you know? What's that? What's the over-under on our game? You said that oh, the spread I don't, was 24. I don't
0: know. I don't. Okay. Yeah. Um, but last week, um, it was th- their score against Florida Atlantic was 38-41. to 41. So, like, that 21 points, like, they were making a furious comeback. So, um, so their defense kind of became very porous by the end of the game. Um, and they allowed 364 yards passing and five passing touchdowns. So, um, it looks like this is a defense that, uh, you know, Penn State's talented um, offense should have – a big day against. Let's hope. Uh, yeah. So um so that's that's your Ohio Bobcats for you. Um and um so what we're gonna do is we're gonna talk now a little bit about like what we think we're gonna see or hope to see from it. Um, which brings me to um our mailbag. I didn't forget about it. So um let's go ahead and open the mailbag and see if we got anything interesting in there. Mailbag time So we got a um, never gets old. Yeah, we got a uh, we do have we do have something. Let me reach in here and uh and pull out the letter <laughs> that we got on um, through the mail train. Um, uh, and this is from uh Joseph Betnerovich. Um, I think it was by Joe. Uh, Joe Betnerovich, um, has uh, <coughs> what an what an interesting formulation of the question. Would you rather, um, seems to be a streak, would you rather see the Penn State offense give up zero points to Ohio, but have the offense score less than 21 points, so shut out, but we only score 21, or would you rather see the Penn State offense score over 50 points, but the defense allow Ohio to score 30?
1: I'm taking the first one. Oh, you want the shutout? I, I want the shutout. Interesting. Take, give me the shutout. How, and we only score 21? Yeah. Well, I'm going to assume that only Sean Clifford-led offense scores 21, uh, and then um, Drew Aller-led offense scores several more uh, touchdowns on top of that. Scores 35 Um, in the
0: last quarter. Yeah,
1: yeah, I mean, I'm taking the shutout. I want the shutout. I want my defense to, to pin their ears back for sure. You know, the offense is Jekyll and Hyde. I'll take a Jekyll and Hyde um, situation here. Um, and, and you know what I would want? I'd want all those touchdowns to be true freshman running back touchdowns. Because I, I would rather have Sean struggle and then it starts becoming clearer that we need a different quarterback solution.
0: I really that, that's interesting. That's uh bad to say out wild. loud. <laughs> that's wow, that's cold, man. <laughs>
1: I want the young talent to come in and start, you know, leading us to d- victory. I I the, the Jekyll and Hyde Clifford floppered uh situation, coin flip, coin flop. I'm I, I would rather see our defense, you know give, you know, these young playmakers on offense the opportunity to to showcase their talents by pitching shutouts against teams that they're better than. That's what I'd rather see.
0: I uh, I'm I'm the exact opposite of you, man. I, I wanna see the You're Penn an idiot. I wanna see the Penn State offense. Dude, we we did not score more, like I think our our highest point total last year was forty four points against Ball State. Like we
1: yeah, just, Andy. Guess what? Guess what?
0: We did guess not what? score points as much as last guess year. I want to see the Penn State offense show what sort of juggernaut it could be. What? We beat an oh, Idaho team seventy nine to seven.
1: Okay, and guess what? Our defense couldn't get it done against Minnesota. So I want our defense to be able to be so good. That our offense doesn't need to be a seventy-point scoring machine in order to win games. Hey,
0: we had that kind of defense last year, man. We had one. And of the guess best, what? We had one of the top four defenses in the country in terms of scoring. Like we, like we, you, we had exactly what you wanted. And the fact that we couldn't get a, a Penn State yeah, but we score. we had Clifford. We had Clifford that couldn't lead the offense. We,
1: so I'm trying to make way for Clifford to get out of the way and to to have these younger guys come in. That's what I we think need. You're missing you know, the point a
0: because. Because mm-hmm. if we if we score like if we score only twenty one points, guess what? They're not taking Sean Clifford out. If they score fifty points, or maybe they are. If they score if they score bunches and bunches of points, they're we're going to see Drew Aller by the end of that game. Right. I want to I want to see him for I, here. Here's what I want to see. Um, I want to see Drew Aller play a quarter and a half of football. I want him to have. Five, six, seven drives. I want to see him run the offense. I want to see him gain yards. I want to see him make completions. I want to see him throw touchdowns. I want to see this. I want to see what this young man can do because uh, I, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm ready for the Sean Clifford experience to be over, and he's a, he's a really fine young man. I like Sean Clifford. I I'm just I'm ready to see what someone else running the offense looks like at Penn State. There's no team, and I want to see it against Ohio. And I only think we think we only see that if Penn State puts up a bunch of points, and um, so even that the defense allows thirty, I'd rather see that fifty points and Drew Eller.
1: You can't name a national title team that has a middling quarterback, can you? You can't. You can't do it. It doesn't exist. There is no middling quarterback winning a national title. Not these days. And, and um, uh, yeah, i yeah, mean, I mean, like
0: try and name John me Schaefer. one time, 1986, John Schaefer. But we had a, a great defense too. I'm just saying, So, it, but, but yeah, in the okay, modern sure. era, great. in the modern era, like yeah, it doesn't DCS exist. Era. It doesn't exist. Yeah.
1: You need stud. You need a stud at the quarterback position. That just is the way it is. It is. and, 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 You know, this is the first time in the Franklin era that we have the ability to have a you know, barring you know, Christian Hackenberg was he was recruited by somebody else. He was the guy recruited by somebody else, and and and, but Franklin hasn't had an offensive coordinator who recruited the guy who's coming in as a five star, you know, blue stud. That is the first time. That the OC uh, Jurcic hasn't recruited any of these other quarterbacks: Sean Clifford, uh, Tommy Stevens hasn't recruited, um, you know, Will Levis. He didn't even recruit, uh, you
0: know, um, uh, Veyer.
1: He didn't recruit. Nope. I, I don't think he recruited Take on Roberson. Even nope. Bo Pribula. Nope. I don't think he recruited him. Nope. Didn't recruit him. Drew Aller is is Yurcich's recruit, and mm-hmm. and and you know, that's probably a, a key reason why he was announced on the depth chart as number two. Because Yursich is like, this is my guy, and I need him to get experience. So, well, take it also what it those, is. Like uh,
0: the kind of quarterback Yursich needs to run his system, right? Whatever, yeah. Whatever Sean you need Clifford an arm is talent. doing, maybe some it, talent. I mean, just maybe it's like you know. The guy was have what it takes wasn't, to run whatever he's Ru- just Rudolph trying to wasn't run, throwing interceptions,
1: picks, puke sixes left and right. Uh, you know, he, he had Mason Rudolph ran his offense well and got drafted. You know, Guess yeah. what? Tommy Stevens got drafted. Um, Will Levis is going to get drafted. Clifford is not going to get drafted. You know, so this is what it is. We need yeah. we need that. we need this young stud to come in and, and make his mark. I'm ready. You it's, convinced it me. Needs to happen.
0: I'm in. I'm sorry. I'm
1: sorry, Sean. Um, we love you. We love everything you've done for us, but you know, you're we, just, you're not going to lead us to the promised land. It's just uh, winning. Winning is, is the name of the game. You know, uh,
0: success with honor is the name of the game. All right. But success, success, right? Yeah. yeah success. Uh, <laughs>
1: then honor afterwards. So,
0: so <laughs> I mean, so thank you. Um, Josef Betonervo- <laughs> I'm not sure how to pronounce that last name. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, well, I think he's from Austria. Uh, yeah. Uh, so uh, thanks for writing in from uh, across the pond. Um, and um, yeah, so so we, we've we kind of put that to bed. But like, you know, what do you want to see beyond Drew Aller for this game? You know, I mean, if you don't have to choose between a good offense and a good defense, what I mean, what are the, some of the things you want to see in this game against uh a, a I don't want to see Ohio scoring.
1: Team. I don't want to see Ohio scoring a touchdown on our number one offense. That's what I don't want to see. I agree. And I want to see. And I want to see our running backs have the ability to gain some rhythm. All right. I want to so, see a hundred
0: yard rusher, man. I want to see a hundred yard rusher. I want to see yeah. it.
1: If it's a, this might be the only team that we have the ability to do it against this year with the with the 3 and or 4 running back rotation. I want I
0: want to see a run I want to see a run in excess of 30 yards.
1: Yeah, and off tackle would be nice cuz I don't think there was a single off tackle att- run yeah. Scripted. I, I don't care whether it's off-tackle or mid-tack or whatever. I want Well was, my point is there was no there was it was very vanilla yeah, very predictable. running attack. A, a very predictable running attack. And maybe they're saving it for Auburn. I don't yeah. know. But you know <laughs> it's it's like watching last year's running attack, even with these young guys that I, I, I Gonna get blue in the face
0: uh, if I keep. Yeah, going, so. I'd like. To, I'd like to see a hundred I'll yard. Let's get to some predictions here. Like get, Let's just get to some predictions. Uh, I, <laughs> I don't. I don't know what I'm gonna. I don't know what to predict. I like. I, I really still like. Uh, Purdue was I'll so predict. up and down. I just don't even know what I, I. I should expect from these guys, but um, it's gonna be a home game. It's gonna be. It's gonna be less
1: pressure on Clifford. It's gonna be you know this team um riding uh, you know some of the positives off of what happened. It, it, against Purdue, which there are definitely things to take away that, that are positive that we can build off of. Um and and we gotta see them put it together in a complete performance. So I want to see a complete performance. And I don't want to see a first quarter. Yes. And I don't want to see a third I want quarter to see with no a production. Performance.
0: I want to see consistent yeah. offense. I here's what I want to see. I want to see a a handful of sacks. You know I want to see four, five, six yeah. sacks. I want to see tackles yeah, yeah. for loss. I love that. I love that, that. We've, been, I love we've been getting um interceptions and touchdowns let's see that some more of that but i want to see some sacks i want to see that defensive line get going um uh, you know i would i I would love that i would love to i would love to keep him out of the end zone and i would love to you know i would love to put up 50 plus points and um see drew Aller for for a quarter and a half
1: i'll take 45 to 10 is my
0: prediction okay that's reasonable. That's my prediction. 45 10. They've got a good quarterback. I don't know the line. I, I don't know offense. what the
1: what the over under is, but uh 45 to 10 would make me feel
0: great. I I'm 100% with you. Um, you know, I'm I'll I'll say uh I know I said I want to keep them out of the end zone, but I, I that may be hoping too much. I I'm going to go That's like third second and third stringers. Yeah, you know, exactly. mop up is, Let's say let's you know. the first string defense keeps them out of the end zone. I want to see that. That'd be great. But I I'm going to go um this is a very optimistic and I, you know, I'm setting my expectations all wrong, but I want to see like, For I sure. want to see fifty-six thirteen. That's what, that would make me feel okay. so happy.
1: I'll take that too. I'll take
0: that um, too. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, back in that very first episode, I, I quoted my, uh, my friend, uh, Judd Griffield, um, expectations are premeditated, I think I said disappointments, but the actual quote he reminded me recently is resentments expectations mm-hmm. are premeditated resentments and yeah i think we had yeah, some no expectations doubt, but- of sean clifford and you know what we sort of have resented <laughs> what we saw mm-hmm. against purdue mm-hmm. a little bit because of it um you know you all can decide whether or not those expectations were reasonable um i i sort of think they they are for a, a, a major college football program that's trying to get in this National College Playoff competition. Yeah, uh, you got to have yep. a consistent quarterback. That that would be a reasonable expectation with the talent that we have available to us to come sure. play Penn State football. So, hey, I will take that from Sean Clifford the rest of the season, one hundred percent every time. I would love this guy to put it all together and have a, a season for for the history books. But, um, yeah, if we keep seeing the same thing, man, uh, I don't know. Whatever we see Next against Ohio, I hope it's I hope it's a really solid, consistent, complete game. That's what I'm going to see. I want to see it. <laughs> okay, fix it. Fix it. It was fun. I you know I got to say I enjoyed this whole weekend watching college football. It's really it's really glad to be back. Eileen, uh, good to be back. Eileen and I were uh, uh, on a walk. Uh, you know, this weekend and, um, you know, getting ready for another school week and both kids are in sports and it's very, very busy. I don't, any of you have like kids or teenagers, um, you know what it's like, you know, two working parents, a lot of activities. And I, like Eileen said, she's like, you know what the nice thing about the fall is as busy it is. I'm like, what's that? It's like that we have college football on the weekend to, <laughs> to make it all better. I was like, you're exactly right. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, folks, that's right. I married a woman who loves watching college football. Be so I'm looking forward to another fun weekend of college football watching Penn State play and um bro I hope you get to see it man I mean um wherever you find yourself I hope you get to to stream it or watch it or you know catch a radio broadcast or whatever man because Penn State football is back too
1: I also hope Alabama loses to Texas but oh yeah really excited about Penn State football more than anything so um yeah it was great it was a good episode. I'm glad I was able to make it happen. Um, I got dinner being made uh, out here by my host, so I gotta get going.
0: Oh, dude, uh, save some for me, man. No, I gotta get to bed. It's, uh, it's late here. Um, yeah. But uh, <laughs> anyway, hey, uh, guys, thanks for hanging with us. Hey, don't forget to write us, uh, blueandwhitebrothers at gmail.com, mailbag. We'd love to hear from you. Um, send us a rating or a review through your podcast provider, and um, yeah, go uh, Georgia Tech. They've got a two-touchdown deficit, but uh, they're, they're trying their best against Clemson 24 to 10 right now um, maybe another crazy ending uh for the opening weekend of college football but bro we'll see you next week hopefully Lord willing don't drive off any cliffs it always starts with I love you
1: <laughs> and it ends
0: it ends off a cliff with I love you
1: <laughs> it always starts
0: I love you bro Uh, Be well We'll see you next week And uh, go Penn State We are (laughs) Good night
1: Thanks for listening To the Blue and White Brothers Join us next time For another great episode About Penn State football Want to make sure You don't miss an episode Be sure to hit subscribe Before you go And if you enjoyed the show Please don't hesitate To give us a five star review With overwhelming words Of adulation and praise